Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Tuesday. Do you know where your favorite team is? They're probably scattered throughout the world right now, enjoying life, as I hope you all are, because I know I am, on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon here in New York City. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of jesting. It's muggy and gross, but I hope it's beautiful wherever you guys are. Uh, hello to everybody in the chat. Good to see you. Uh, quickly, of course, got to start with a shout-out to our good friends over at Ticket King. If you want to see the Packers play football this year, anytime, home or away, preseason, regular season, you want to utilize Ticket King. Go to cheeseheadtv.com, go to our schedule. You'll find individualized links for each and every game. Use Ticket King, people. Not some national group like Ticketmaster or StubHub. Use Ticket King, a company based in Wisconsin since the early 90s. Hell, they have a spot directly across from Lambeau Field. Stop by if you're in the Green Bay area or go to cheeseheadtv.com or utilize our app. The schedule has links to each and every game. Do it, people. You know you want to. The other thing you want to do on a Tuesday in June is talk about special teams. That's right. Corey Banke isn't here to stop me, and I'm going to sing the praises of Rich Bisaccia today. How amazing is it? that the Raiders had this guy as their interim head coach in the building, interviewing for the job, and they said, nah, we're going to go with Josh McDaniels. It's incredible to me. It's incredible to me how some teams can continuously get it so wrong. And other teams like the Packers benefit. It's great. I mean, this guy, the fact that he's been made assistant head coach, I absolutely love it. As we all know, he interviewed for – at least one head coaching job this offseason in Indianapolis. I don't think it's uh, going to be too much longer before he does land a head coaching job, one of these opportunities, whether it's next year or a couple years down the line. But while he's in Green Bay, man, I am going to sing his praises. And look, I'm not under any illusions that he arrived and the special teams magically turned around. I don't think that's the case. But there is zero question in my mind looking at the back half of the 2022 season, that the special teams formed an identity, something that they hadn't had in a very long time. Now, yes, it ha- it helps to have a returner who is busting big ones all the time, and certainly he and his performance plays into that. But I'm talking about coverage units here, man. I'm talking about guys relishing their roles. I'm talking about someone like Tariq Carpenter, who became an absolute demon down the stretch, both on punt coverage and kick coverage. All these dudes who really owned their roles when it came to special teams. That's not something that has been prevalent or usual in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And Rich Bisaccia seemingly, now again, it wasn't all roses last year, but seemingly has this unit headed in the right direction. And I, for one, I, I kind of can't believe it because special teams in Green Bay have been so bad for so long to the point where, yes, it cost, us them, cost them a playoff game a couple years ago. It's nice to see it headed in the right direction. And um, I can't wait to get to camp and hear Rich yelling out over the practice field again. A right of summer, no question about it. Good to see everybody in the chat this afternoon. Brandy's here. What's up? The special teams unit still has blocked punts and other issues. Is this the year it all comes together? Well, this is my point, Brandy. Earlier in the season, things were definitely up and down. But I think that's to be expected, a unit that had been traditionally terrible trying to form itself, trying to find its way, so to speak. The transition was never going to be night and day, like flipping a switch. But, again, I think things really started to gel 
in the latter part of the year, say the last five games or so. Um, it's never going to be perfect. It's an imperfect game, especially when you got 11 dudes trying to work together to beat 11 other dudes. But um, there's zero doubt in my mind they're headed in the right direction, and they've got finally somewhat of an identity on teams, which is big time what was missing. Uh, people talking about the fires. Yeah, I hope everyone in Milwaukee is inside and taking care of themselves. I know I saw an alert earlier today that the the remnants of that are coming New York's way tomorrow, so I'll be getting some of that. Hope you're all taking care of yourself. Um, Justin, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. So who on the offense did Coward talk to? <laughs> Justin, see... This assumes that I know what the fuck you're talking about. But if it has to do with Colin Coward, I can guarantee you that I don't. Because I don't pay attention to Colin Coward. Never have, never will. Especially when it comes to the Packers. I got a billion places I can go for Packers information. I don't need Colin Coward in my life. And I'm sure he's a lovely man. I'm sure he's a, a perfect gentleman. I'm sure he's great to work with and four and two and one, whatever. But when it comes to his opinions about the Green Bay Packers, I could give a shit. Thanks for playing. Edmundo, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Go Pack Go! Bears still suck! See, that's a perfect Super Chat. Talk about getting your money's worth. Well done, sir. Well done. Somebody's saying the great Lucas Van Ness holdout is over. Is that? I, I assume that's uh, breaking as we speak. Did the Packers uh, sign their first-round pick? I mean, again, I think I tweeted this the other day. It's no no mystery now that things are, now that things are uh, slotted. It's pretty easy to get these deals done, and it just takes uh, somebody in the summer picking up a phone or actually going into the office to get something done. Um, you know, and there will be haggling with other draft picks and stuff like about bonus structures and things of that nature, but for the most part, holdouts are a thing of the past, no doubt about it. Uh, Mindelbelly. Can't really say that name. Nags, I will be in Green Bay for a conference in mid-July. I haven't been there since we lost to the Giants in the playoffs. Please let me know what places I must visit. Well, first of all, make sure you uh, just search here on YouTube for Nagler Things Green Bay, and you'll probably find the video that we did a couple years ago um, of my top five things to do in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, outside of that, man, just make sure you get to Krolls. That's all I got to say about that. Um, but no, man, you should, I mean, if you haven't been there since the Giants lost, definitely explore Titletown. A lot of fun stuff there. Um, I always uh, love a good uh, time, a good dinner at Hinterland. They do, I mean, you think of it as a brewery, but they do amazing food. Make sure you check them out. But uh, you got to get a spotted cow at, at uh, Kroll's. That's the A number one. Am I going to the owner's meeting? No, Ken, I am not. I went last year. I've gone number of different years, but this year I am not. I'm not going to get there. I'm not going to be in Green Bay until the pads come on. So that's not until, I believe, the thirty, the week of the 30th. G. David, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. In my opinion, patience is vital for this young group. Rodgers responded with hostility at the first sign of trouble from a young player. Hope we avoid that and let them grow in a more supportive environment. I hear what you're saying, man. I mean, you know, in defense of Aaron Rodgers, not that he needs me to defend him, but, you know, he is used to a certain standard, and you have to live up to that or else he's going to get pissed, and I got no problem with it. Now, I know the automatic response to that is, well, then have him show up for the offseason, and why wasn't he there in the spring, and blah, 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 and hey, I'm with you. I get it. I understand that viewpoint, but, 
you know, when you're 16 years in the league and you are used to doing things a certain way and you have a standard that has been set, I get being upset. Now, the daggers on the field after a certain play, the you know, throwing the daggers with his eyes at guys or shaking his head and all that, not going to miss it. I'm right there with you on that one. I'm not going to miss that shit. But uh, hopefully a supportive environment does lead to good things, right? But it's the NFL, and it's a, you know, what have you done for me lately business, and it's about production and about producing when you're called upon. And I'm all for supportive environments, but you don't do shit right, especially more than once. I hope somebody goes after those kids. (laughs) To quote Michael Jordan, them kids. Ed, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. You know what's perfect? The feeling you get after sweeping the Bears and pointing out to a Bears fan that they have been swept again. Oh man, I love it. I, the the bear slander on this chat will always get a thumbs up from me. I love it. I absolutely love it. David, let the Matt Orzek era begin. What's funny is I was just talking to Justice Mosqueda for a video that I was going to drop later tonight, um, and I said, you know, because I, I was teasing him that in his latest article he didn't write about the long snapper battle. Um, but I said, you know, and he and Justice said he couldn't pronounce the kid's name. And I was like, look, until you win the job, until you're on the 53-man roster, I don't expend energy learning how to pronounce guys' names. Once you make the squad, I will learn how to pronounce it. So I probably butchered his name. Joe, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Is Basaccia too old to get a head coaching job in today's NFL? I don't think so. I mean, I understand that kind of made the fallout from uh, Fangio flaming out, right? But I also... No, there's a bunch of young guys going out there who, by the time Bisacci is probably in the room and interviewing for jobs a year or two down the line, are probably going to be on the street looking for work as well. And I don't think there's a cookie cutter. you got to have this type, you know, especially when it comes to age. I mean, are there owners who will hold it against him or maybe not consider him because of it? Yeah, probably. But I think it's to their detriment. Um, but, yeah, it only takes one. And here's the other thing. Like, sometimes guys will interview for quite a while before getting that chance. Or Ron Rivera had years and years of interviewing before he got a shot. Mike Zimmer as well, you know. So, who knows? We'll see. Um, but, yeah, will, will there be owners who, like, don't consider him seriously because of it? I have zero doubt. Um, <laughs> it's okay to get mad, but he ruined the careers of multiple guys. Whiskey, are you talking about Aaron Rodgers? Why? Because he was mean to them? It's a big boy league. Come on now. But, uh, my guess is that's probably about Jeff Janis. And, hey, just catch the football, man. That ain't tough. Ayahuasca, what's up? Thanks for your super chat. Just an appreciation post for Cheesehead TV. You guys rock. Also, with the fourth coming up, let's all take a moment to remember those who've given all and those that continue to serve. Right there with you, man. Thank you for the super chat, and thank you for the kind words. And completely completely endorse uh, your sentiment there at the end. No doubt. Uh, <laughs> Brandy. Anyone else watch a random sporting event and when someone loses, you say, there is your dagger? Brandy, all the time. Hell, I've said it like watching soccer matches. Yes. <laughs> there is your dagger is ubiquitous at this point. Uh, I, and what's funny is, that, you know, I don't know that Wayne knows. I mean, I know he understands how big it is within Packers fandom, but I don't know if he knows, like, this is how many lines it crosses in sports fandom. No doubt. 
Uh, Justin, thanks for the super chat. Hope Bakhtiari and Tucker Craft represent the G well in Beer Olympics today. I saw a clip from Bussin' with the Boys that Bakhtiari is partaking. I didn't realize Craft was as well. Uh, I have little doubt that they will carry the G faithfully in that competition. There's zero doubt about it. Mm. What else we got here, folks? We got Vex. What's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. <coughs> the Jets will finish. <coughs> Sorry, guys. The Jets will finish below 500. Uh, I mean, I hope so for our draft pick's sake. But barring an injury to Rodgers, I tend to doubt it. But, yeah, crazier shit has happened. Oh, Jay Dome, what's up, man? Uh, Nags, what is the training camp position slash roster battle spot you are looking forward to watching play out this summer? That's a good question. Um, I think safety is wide open, so it's going to be – fascinating to see who's rolling with the ones and twos every other day or so. Um, I think safety is probably the number one, maybe defensive line as well, just because of, you know, the jettison of so many bodies up front. Now we're going to have two young drafted kids who are going to come in and, and add to the mix right away. Uh, I'm fascinated to see who gets utilized outside of say the top three, right? Like we got, Probably T.J. Slayton at nose, Kenny Clark at, at at one end, and Wyatt at the other end. All right, after that, like when they go to sub, who's winning those jobs? You know, Kenny Clark can't play 95% of the snaps again this year. I, I refuse to allow it to happen. Um, yeah, I'm, th- those are probably the two spots. I mean, I know most people will probably say wide receiver. Uh, there's zero doubt that that's going to be exciting throughout camp. But, man, I, I to me it's about the physicality, right, and about the defense solidifying early enough that they can really hit the ground running because we all know what happened last year in week one. I don't want a repeat of it. Hell, the last couple years in week one hasn't looked good on the defensive side. So, yeah, those are probably the battles I'll be most interested in. Jeff, thanks for the super chat. Aaron, I listen to you and Andy Herman every day. You're great. Is there anybody who does the same quality of work you do covering the Brewers? Oh, that's a really good – well, first of all, thank you so much for the kind words. Um – you're definitely getting smarter listening to Andy. When you're listening to me, you're just hearing a dude drinking beer and talking football. But I appreciate it, man. As for covering the Brewers, I don't know. You know what's funny is I don't consume, I don't think, any Brewers content online. Mostly because I just don't have the time. Uh, I'm sure there are a number of really talented people out there. Uh, I know I f- actually follow a few on Twitter, but I just don't I don't look read their work. I follow their tweets. Um but, yeah, I, I'm sure there are people in the chat here who can, can help you out. Um, it's just not something I do regularly. You know, I'm, I'm busy doing other things. Uh, but I love watching the Brewers, no doubt about it. And then I like complaining about the Brewers on Twitter when they have bases loaded and one out and can't drive in any runs. That's what happened last night, but they still won. Big homer. See, there you go. There's my Brewers content crossover for you. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. What does Corey think about Badger games being played at Lambeau, Notre Dame in 2026? Ryan, I talked a little bit about this yesterday. Um, he loved the last one. He The vibe around the you know the, the stadium was awesome. So, you know, he doesn't obviously go to the game. But, yeah, no, it's pretty dope. And I know he's excited for the Notre Dame game, definitely. Lee Bruce says, Bisacci ain't going to be with us long, unfortunately. It hopefully we can take his coaching methods forward once he leaves. 
That's a good point. And, yeah, I agree. He probably won't be with the Packers too much longer. But uh, hopefully, yes, he sets a foundation, a way of working, and they are able to maintain that identity I was talking about at the top of the stream. No question about it. Oh, what else we got? <laughs> Mr. Mikey Riggs, so humid at NYC. You ain't lying. Vex, thanks for the super chat. Saw the Packers trailed in 16 of 17 games last year. I'm not surprised with as much trouble they had on offense. I mean, the way they were unable to effectively move the ball and then their troubles in the red zone, I am not surprised. <laughs> Rich B can hire Joby. Just stop. I don't watch Lockdown Brewers. I do not watch Lockdown Brewers. But, Gary, if you think that's good content, there you go, buddy. Who uh, who was asking before? Sorry, I forgot the name already. Going back up. Jeff, Lockdown Brewers. There you go. And uh, the Lockdown thing is so weird because, like, some people do a really good job with that content on the Lockdown franchises. I think for all the hate he gets online, I think Peter Bukowski does a great job with Lockdown Packers. But, man, I've seen Lockdown stuff in other markets that is downright bad. So I'm always a little wary, right? And I know it's kind of dependent on like they're getting who they can get, what have you, and some markets support it a little bit more than others. But if there is a Lockdown Brewers, there you go. Check it out. Uh, DJ Sheeny, what's up? You made it live. Just in time. I'm almost about to leave. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. Lockdown Brewers with Chuck. Chuck does Lockdown Brewers. I used to be on the radio with Chuck. Well, there you go. There Now I trust it. There you go. Chuck's legit. Uh, Jonathan says, I went to the Wisconsin LSU game, one of the best games I have ever attended. It makes it even sweeter now that I live in Louisiana. Oh, boy. Bragging rights for life. Yeah, everyone I know that went to that game absolutely adored, like, the whole vibe and the scene. And obviously helps that the Badgers won. But, I, I, yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about that weekend. Um. Okay, I'll give it another chance. Oh, Jeff Jeff had a bad experience with Lockdown Brewers. Oh, no. Um, Tim Allen does every postgame in 97.3. He does. Greg, that's a good call. But that's not, like, the question was someone doing content online, like podcasts, videos, I imagine, something akin to what Cheesehead TV does. But, yes, if you are in the area or you follow them on Twitter, uh, you can get their radio signal online on the old interwebs. Uh, Tim Allen's great. Uh, I know Hunter does great work with him as well, with the producer there at 97.3 The Game. I work with Hunter on the Drew and KB program throughout the football season. Uh, Tim Allen, old school, legit, awesome. Definitely, but I would imagine he probably knows that one. <laughs> Brandy, I see you, Brandy. Com, what's up? Com1000 says, God, family, and Green Bay Packers. What up? We got the ghost of Lombardi up in the chat. What's going on? Couldn't agree more, man. Oh, Robin, you're sweet. Ain't nobody compares to Cheesehead TV. I mean, for all the good and bad reasons, you are probably correct. That is true. All right, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Reese. Reese with a football question. What's going on? Will Yash Nyman have the same type of stint with the Packers that Lazard had? I don't know. I mean, I don't really get the comparison there. Uh, they picked up Lazard off of uh, you know the Jacksonville practice squad. And, you know, he started – he had to make his way up the, the ranks, so to speak. But, you know, the, the Yash was kicking around for a couple of years on the Packers practice squad before finally ascending to, you know, a starting left tackle position there week three a couple of years ago against, out in San Francisco, and he hasn't let it go since. 
either left or right, you know, barring an injury or, or whatever. But And now, yeah, he's got his one-year deal and maybe setting himself up for a big payday. But I think a lot of it is going to depend on the puzzle around him and those puzzle pieces. As Brian always says, it's a big puzzle that you're putting together every year, right? One of the big pieces of that puzzle piece is, A, what is the salary cap going to be? Because this is the year, next year, 2024, that the big, you know, media money is supposed to finally start hitting the cap. All those new media deals that they signed two years ago, this is the first year where the, that's expected to be reflected in the cap. So what does that exactly mean? I don't really know. No one really does. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, the cap's going to raise by like $30 million or something, but it could be significant, right? And then after that, what happens with David Bakhtiari? Because I got to suspect that if Bakhtiari has a good year, plays like his old school self, balling out for 17 games, maybe the Packers do something there to extend him, lower his cap number, and keep him around, wherein I think they probably let Yash go and hit the market. However, if David has trouble staying on the field or takes a step back in performance or what have you, they probably do move on from David this next offseason, and then they can slide Yash into left tackle if they want. Now they'd have to obviously sign him to an extension, what have you. But, you know, Yash is a talent, and I don't think they're just going to let him walk out the door if they, you know, have a spot for him on the roster somewhere. Um, lots to play out there. Lots to play out. But could he potentially, yes, have this one-year deal and then hit the, the free agent market and sign someplace else? Yeah, entirely possible. But uh, a lot to play out there. Uh, Andrew, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Finally made alive. What happens if Jones still isn't getting touches and it's midseason? I, I I I yell about it on watch party and nothing changes. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you there. I, I'd love to say there's probably a meeting of the minds and like no. All the stuff about like who's getting touches and what they want to do conceptually on offense, all that stuff is getting hammered out, you know earlier this spring throughout training camp as they're doing installs and putting together the offense and all that. But once the games start, man, they're going to flow how they flow. They're going to have their game plans, which are somewhat opponent-specific, and hopefully they're feeding Jones. But if they're not, there's not a whole lot we can do about it sitting on the outside, right? That's just the way she goes. G. David, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Agree with your comments. Well, that's a new one. Not from you, G. David, but just in general from the Internet. I think young players will play looser now that love is QB. I think 12's conduct felt uncomfortably similar to bullying at times, intentional or not. Still a great QB. I guess I can see what you're saying. Bullying feels a bit much. But I hear you. I hear you. Um, I think most of you take that Rodgers stuff on the field way more personally than the guys it's directed to on the field. That's my only thought about that. I think once they get to the locker room, most if not all of that is completely forgotten. You know? You guys just take it to heart. Oh, what else we got? What else we got, folks? We are winning the Super Bowl this year. Logan. Logan hitting it out of the park for the last comment of the day. All right. I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.